Hello and welcome to another episode of Shades and Layers. I'm your host, Kutwanus Kosana Ritchie, and in this week's episode, we talk to Zema Sokanyile, the founder of MyCup, a South African menstrual cup brand. I'm a huge fan of menstrual cups, so when I found out that there is a South African brand founded by a black woman, I definitely had to speak to her. And uh, Zema, originally from the Eastern Cape, is now based in the Western Cape, where she studied engineering too. And during the day, she works for the South African Navy, and the rest of the time goes towards my cup. So, like me, she was sold on the menstrual cup as soon as she tried one, and her entrepreneurial journey basically began because she wanted to share her experience with every woman. She says her venture has been a mixed bag so far, and in our conversation, she shares about educating a new audience, introducing a new product, and changing attitudes towards menstruation. How to transfer your skills to a new environment, chasing dreams, and reflections on self-discipline. I'm super excited for you to hear all about it. And so, without further ado, here is Zema on how she thinks about her work. How would you describe your work, both the actual job and the deeper meaning you attach to it? I would describe it as um, very fulfilling. It's very challenging, mm-hmm. uh, I must but it's fulfilling as well and, and quite rewarding when you hear how um, it changes basically people's experience of their period to those who are willing to try. So that's the part I really enjoy. Um, about it. So I'd say fulfilling for me. That's how I describe it. Okay, so impact work basically. Yes, yes. All right. So how did you come up with the idea, the business idea of uh, launching MyCup? Um, yeah, okay. So... Basically, since I started my period, which was about when I was like 12 years old, mm-hmm. but I've had just a heavy seven-day period, and mm-hmm. it's a, a, a nightmare for me to go on my period. In high school, I suffered through. I mean, I went to um, former Indian school in Durban, where I was wearing all-white uniforms, so I'd sometimes get stains on my uniform. So it was really quite a sore point for me, um, and I was always wondering, like, how what product could I use that could help me? Um, there were times where I'd be wearing both a tampon and a pad. It was just very cumbersome to go through. And I um, I think in 2013, I remember reading about uh, menstrual cups online and I was kind of like, mm, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And then it was 2018, actually, um, when I tried a menstrual cup for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. It worked so great for me. Um, I mean, I it blew my mind how well it worked. Game changer, um, yeah. I mean, coming from experience of where you can literally just feel the blood clots coming out of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like giving birth, Nyana. Um, <laughs> it's just that uh, it was very weird. Um, so I and then the idea came about for me to to start makeup because I wanted to share the experience um, with other people. I mean, I, I was raving about the product too many of my friends and um, and family members. And I thought, well, um, this is something that I've struggled for a, a long time with. And because I relate so much to how well this product worked for me, perhaps this is something that I could um, sell to other people who, who suffer mm-hmm. from the same problem. And basically that's how my cup was born in um, July, 2018. Mm. And how did that yeah. process go, you know, from sourcing a manufacturer, materials, you know, people to work with? How did that come about? 
Um, because I, okay, I had spent a bit of time um, researching. So I found out how to register the business, which was pretty painless um, via the CIPC website. I thought of, okay, um, to reduce, because I have a full-time job, um, I obviously have to find, to have a place to store the product and where can I source um, the product without a high costs? Because at the time um, I could not afford any manufacturing costs. So it had all had to be out of my own pocket, mm-hmm. um, sort of funded really. So I went on Alibaba uh, because I remember few years before that, I remember people were buying products in bulk from Alibaba and kind of learned how to do that. And I bought a couple of samples and um, got a friend to design the the, lo- the logo and the branding and packaging for me. And um, that's basically how I do the um, the sourcing. And, and that's how I manage that part of the business, like the, the starting up. I deposited money into the CIPC um, uploaded a couple of names that took less than two hours. Um, then they got back to me. Uh, and then, um, yeah, that was basically it. Um, just registering the name and mm. getting the, the branding. Yes. And how would you say things are going in terms of adoption and also, you know, sales? Ooh, um, things are not great at the moment. Um, actually, I would say they're not great. There was a time, I think our best time, uh, funny enough, was in 2020 during um, lockdown when more people were at home and we were able to go online, speak to more people, and we had live sessions um, bi-weekly um, to interact with our, our, our clients. I just think um, after that last 2021 and parts of this year, um, it has just been a matter of our uh, full-time job, the nine to five, um, being a bit hectic and sort of like there's a bit of a, a slum. Um, I did get a partner. She was actually, um, her name is Ebuho. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, and I became partners because she was a client of mine and she loved the product as well. And she was like, oh, Zema, um, how can I be a part of this? And I was like, oh, no, we can be partners. I don't mind. And so um, I think over the past year or so, what we really struggled with is, is juggling the business itself and our um, nine to five jobs. And so it really, we can feel it uh, because we're not entirely active, um, as active as we would like to be on the on the business uh, because it is very labor intensive in terms of um educating the potential customers because I think um, South Africa is quite conservative in terms of the product um, that we use and um, it's quite a learning curve as well. So some people are not willing to buy something that they're unfamiliar with. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We did once indicated that only about 5% of people menstruate use uh, tampons, which was quite shocking in South Africa. Um, so, yeah, that is pretty shocking. I, th- I would think it's higher. Yeah. yeah, you would think it's higher. That's the thing. But majority of people genuinely um, use um, sanitary pads because of beliefs and uh, preference and just how much more available, I guess, it is. So mm. 
the menstrual cup really has to fight against uh, that type of um, industry. So, so yeah, when so you've been on your educational drives, you know, just tell tell me about the communities you've been into and uh, some of the, I guess, most surprising beliefs about uh, menstruation. Hmm. Uh, it's mostly um, in urban areas and uh, maybe townships as well. Um, and the online community, I'd say, based um, some of the, 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 the sessions that we've had, um, coincidentally, were with people who are, let me say, the people who are, who've been customers are people who are more um, willing to try new things, more like-minded, mm. more, um, I don't know, I, I, would, I don't want to use the word new age, but kind of new age but more conservative people, uh, more uh, into like sort of traditional African societies. Um, and I'd, I would also say uh, patriarchal beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, the bizarre questions uh, were like, will it not stretch your vagina? Which got us thinking, no, maybe people don't understand their anatomy. There's work to be done there um, um, as well. So they were all kinds of people don't, un- I mean, you well, for maybe for me, because I'm a technical um, person, having studied mechanical engineering, I know what silicone is. People don't know what silicone is. Mm-hmm. So they would what it feels like. Um, they wouldn't understand how it sits um, inside, your, inside of you. So those are all the types of questions. And it's not only in um, maybe in rural areas or townships where you'd find those types of questions. I mean, my own peers that I went to school with that I... Uh, in the urban areas um, don't understand how the product works because they're not um, exposed to it or familiar with the product. So that was most of the groundwork um, that had to be done. And the fact that it involves you being intimate with yourself almost and touching yourself when you are inserting and removing the the product and sort of... And those um, are things you're not exactly encouraged to do. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, so people, surprisingly, there are people who just associate um, their vaginas with reproduction and and sex. So those were the things, the stigmas that you kind of have to fight against, I I would say, um, or that we've experienced rather, both online and in the communities that we work with. This is Jason Leyes with Kutuanos Kosana Richie, and my guest today is Zema Sokanile, the founder of the South African menstrual cup brand, My Cup. Now, it goes without saying that changing behavior is one of the biggest challenges of introducing a new product to a market. Worse still, if your product is related to a topic that's taboo, and frankly, something that many women have a fraught relationship with, as in Zema's case. So let's hear more about how she navigates this space where she's both educator and salesperson. So what are your other plans for my cup? I would like to basically expand the product offering. Um, a menstrual disc is something that we're looking at um, at the moment, which is similar to menstrual cup. We have been looking at um, scaling and going into retail stores and getting into programs and um just seeing how we can best manage or try to get back on track in terms of getting the product out there 
and uh, managing both our our full-time jobs with the um, the MyCup business. I mean, we do need to prioritize it, but unfortunately, it's not at a point where it generates enough revenue where we can pay for um, our salaries at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what's been the most surprising thing in terms of your typical customers? You know, you launch a product company and you expect to appeal to a certain uh, customer. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So what's, what's been the greatest surprise for you in terms of your customer profile? I'm just shocked at how people are just, I know people don't like change, but I just not even willing to try <laughs> stuff. Um, and sometimes you would be just talking about the product and you're like, oh no, you don't need to shove menstrual cups up. I'm like, nobody is shoving uh, menstrual cups up your face. Um, so it's just the, the, the resistance. <laughs> yes. And the language that people use basically And I was quite surprised one time I went to a, it was like a vegan, no waste Mm -hmm, market. mm -hmm. Um, Basically, Um, we went, we set up there. I was actually quite surprised that those people who went to that market were people who were genuinely, I didn't have to sell the product to them at all. They came up to me and they were like, oh, oh my gosh, you're selling menstrual cups. I've always wanted to try menstrual cups. And then they would just buy. I was quite shocked. And it turned out that I had insufficient stock at the time when I went there. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that this was a potential market for me where it could work out. And it was just a market that I had stumbled upon um, online. And I found that it was a very friendly community. Yeah, so that was my biggest surprise. Um, But also just how supportive the online community is and how big um, a business... uh, uh, how much people can blow up a business um, online. So that was something that we definitely caught that wave. Um, yeah, during the, those those di- those downtimes, I think the online community is a very, I mean, can be very positive in as much as it can obviously be um, negative and, and destructive as well. But we appreciate it um, so much. So now that you're speaking about, you know, acceptance from the vegan community, of course, then there's, you know, the issue of sustainability. And I I would think that's one of the reasons why a menstrual cup is um, is appealing. Most definitely. Yeah. So what makes it yeah. more sustainable? The material that is uh, it's made from, it is made from a medical grade um, silicone. So basically you use it, you rinse it, you carry on. I've had mine now since um, 2018. So that's about four or five years. Um, So in that space, same space of time. And we sell it for 300 rand. Um, The actual price that we sell it for is 200 and 300 for for shipping. So Mm -hmm. consider the price of sanitary pads and tampons. That is more than twice what you would use in a in a year or two uh, if you're looking at the price of uh, so it is quite beneficial in the in the long term um, not only in terms of environmentally uh, friendliness but also in terms of um, the cost because the gen the normal person in South Africa cannot afford to buy pads as much as they want to or tampons in that sense 
So it's a it, the initial investment is quite high compared to other um, menstrual products. However, um, you get quite the return on investment over a longer period of time. With our manufacturers specifi- specifying that you can use it up to 10 years, I've had, we sell it um, as five years because of maybe misuse. Um, yeah, things happen. Yeah, yeah, things happen and accidents happen. And we all misuse products uh, most of the time. I think mine has lasted for five years and it's still to go, good to go for the next probably five years. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think in terms of sustainability and um, cost effectiveness and even comfort as well, because you generally don't feel it, you can um, size it. There's a stem at the bottom of a menstrual cup that you can cut if you have a lower cervix or if you have a higher cervix, you can use it um, as is. And then um, it, you, you basically don't feel it. You can sometimes forget it. And people are like mm. to have um, a low flow, a low period flow, um, can wear the uh, the menstrual cup for up to 12 hours. Um, I generally wear mine because I have a heavy flow. At worst, I wear it for like four hours, which is something that I cannot do um, with the other sanit- uh, conventional sanitary products such as uh, pads and tampons. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of menstrual cups. So this is uh, something that's close to my heart. Um, Mm. And, you know, just also the pink tax, I actually find it highly offensive that we pay for menstrual products, but that's a Mm. conversation Mm. for another day. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I'm pro. (laughs) I am with you 100%. So um, are there any disadvantages to using a menstrual cup in your opinion or in your experience? In my, ooh, the biggest disadvantage, I would say it's quite the learning curve. So when you commit to a menstrual cup, I think at the beginning, definitely be kind to yourself mm. because it, it is a bit frustrating sometimes not inserting it correctly, getting a, um, a leak here and there because you haven't inserted it um, correctly or maybe even um, forgetting it, forgetting that you have it on. And then you see a leak next time you take it out, you're like, oh, oh my God. I forgot and you, mm-hmm. uh, and it filled up. But even with that, I wouldn't say those were my worst experiences because I had committed to the um, to the learning curve of the menstrual cup. So it takes a couple of tries and even a couple of um, menstrual cycles for you to actually get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, they it hasn't, however, changed my dislike for my menstrual period. I don't- <laughs> Oh, yes, I wanted to find out your relationship. (laughs) No, absolutely hate it. But having my menstrual cup makes it so much uh, better. It makes it a much better experience. I'm not even going to lie. I never look forward to it. I've had it. I mean, I'm years old now. I have had it since I was 12. And that's what, 18 or 17 years. But I'm still not used to it. (laughs) Yeah, I think... <clears throat> there are very few women who look forward to that time of the sure. month. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I'm like, when does it stop? When does it end? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I know this is something uh, based on a problem that you wanted to solve. But, I mean, you could mm. have gone, you know, for any other product uh, because you mm. seem to have an entrepreneurial spirit. So mm. why not some other product that's related to, you know, uh, your menstrual um, cycle my, my, my menstrual cycle um <laughs> i think genuinely it was just a matter of 
can I sustain interest in something? I, my mind works. Mm-hmm. I've ideas and start things and start projects and don't finish it. So um, I I figured if it's something that I hold close to my heart and has genuinely made an impact and that I feel very passionate about, surely then I should be able um, to work with it for a long time and be committed into uh, making it a success and own be bored three years down the line or two years down the line and the impact um, basically that it would have on people's lives. Um, and sure, if, if, if it would make them feel the same way that I felt when it gave me some relief, mm-hmm. then I thought, well, this is something that I could definitely do. And mm-hmm. I don't think it was really even about the making of the money, which is great. It's, it's nice to make money. But um, I think for me, it is more about impact. And if, if I could make as much impact in my day to day life. I would definitely choose that over anything. Mm-hmm. So you're an engineer by qualification. Um, how does that help yes. with, uh, you know, what you're doing at MyCup? Um, I think processes um, more mm-hmm. like um, and, and keeping like basically planning and, and keeping books up to date. And I think my discipline um, in terms of managing the the business, never mind the part where, <laughs> yeah, I think the part where the work has kind of, my nine to five has kind of um, taken over. But I think um, being able to sit down, connect, do the planning, do put the pers- uh, proper processes in place. I think that's where my engineering uh, part kind of plays in and understanding the, the product and how it works um, mm-hmm. genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what do you do in your day job as an engineer? Um, I'm a, okay, I started mechanical engineering, but I do marine engineering in the South African Navy. Basically what I do, I'm more in the maintenance of um, marine equipment, um, HVAC systems on board, um, water purifications, uh, surge treatment plants, and um, our propulsion diesel engines, and I work on um, diesel generators as well. So the ship is basically like a little city yeah. where yeah, <laughs> we've got to uh, manage all um, those systems. And mine is more of a, I would say, supervisory role, um, planning, maintenance, um, supervising, and also dealing with external stakeholders and um, conducting um, safety meetings. Uh, basically, I'm also the safety coordinator um, on board. Mm-hmm. So part of my responsibilities ensuring that people are adhering to the Occupational Health and Safety Act and uh, providing the necessary guidance and training. Mm. So do you ever go out with the uh, vessels? Yes, we do. Um, our vessels are mostly based in uh, the Mozambican Channel. We have the um, South African ship, um, Spion Corp, currently uh, deployed in, in Mozambique. And uh, we also have... Um, exercises sometimes with um, Brazilian ships or which is called the Ipsama, which is the Indian Navy, Brazilian Navy and the South African Navy. We have exercises um, either in Brazil, South Africa or in India, or we'll we'll go to um, Europe in some instances and um, sometimes to um, the South of Asia, depending on the need. 
Yeah, I think in, you know, post-94, it's just something that, you know, we try to forget about. I actually forget that South Africa has a military. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of people do, you know. <laughs> yeah, try to push have... it out, you know, those bad days of the hippos coming mm. through the townships. It's like you don't see them anymore. So the army is yeah, kind of like I think it's actually a good thing um, that we don't live in a society where we are fear our military. Mm-hmm. Um because we're not a very militarized um, country. Mm-hmm. So maybe blessing in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you have any uh, mentors uh, that, you know, you look up, business mentors particularly, that uh, you look up to or, you know, people you've worked with who have helped you to be where you are with MyCup? Mm. I um, I don't have a personal mentor, someone, but I do have people... Um, that I um, look up to um, in like South African business women, those would be Mamnolita um, Fakute, Amanda Dambuza. Those are people I think I, I look up to from a distance and also Rihanna as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, because <laughs> she's like such a baddie. Wow. Um, yeah, those are, are women. I mean, the one time I did meet Mamu Nolita Fakute, and I think um, she had some quite like words words of uh, wisdom to to impart. And so from then on, I think I just followed her journey mm. and mm. a number of um, other Black women as well. I think that those are people I look up to the most. Um, people that are sort of how can I put it? Um, working against. The, the status quo, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. Yeah, those are people that I really enjoy. And then other feminist scholars as well. Um, and um, I, uh, I think the, the, the Black movement is, if I can put it that way, globally is something that I like to follow mm-hmm. and buys me as well to take up space and, um, and work towards the dream because I deserve to be in the spaces that I'm in, yeah. Mm. How do you define the success? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, how do I define success? I think success for me is being in a place where you are content. Um, where even if it's maybe not where you would like to be, but maybe it's somewhere better off than where you used to be mm-hmm. that is is success and just being content content in in the in the space that you're in mm. and are you successful i used to, I, I think um a year ago or two years ago i would probably said no but i think i am um i would call myself successful because i mean it takes a lot for a 21 year old to decide to leave the kind of the place that where they familiar with go to a completely different city um, where they know nobody um, study, get work, um, buy a home, start um, save, start a business and um, being able to do the things that I love and having fun. I think I am uh, pretty successful. It may not necessarily be where I envisioned myself to be or, but because I'm in a much better place than I was in, five years ago and I'm striving to be better um, or chasing other dreams as well I think um, 
for now, I am, I would consider myself successful. Mm. Shades and Layers guest Zema Sokanyele will be taking us to her beginnings as a young girl in a few moments. She'll also tell us why she loves actress Aisha D and why she would choose her to be in a biopic about her own life. But before we get there, we find out what other dreams she's chasing. What other dreams are you chasing? I would definitely um, like to get into the tech space, um, project management in in technology. So that's something that I'm currently um, looking at pursuing. My childhood dream was also to be um, a pilot. So I think I'd like Mm. a space where I can be able to fund that dream. Uh, may not necessarily be full-time, but even as a, a hobby or to just get my private um, pilot's license. That's something I'd like to do at least before I turn 40. Mm. Mm. So you and machines are just <laughs> inseparable. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, tell me about your childhood. What are your top three memories? <laughs> one is the not so great memory. <laughs> my one memory... I think my worst memory of childhood would probably be when my parents uh, went to leave me at school. I remember the exact outfit I was wearing. Oh. <laughs> I was wearing a purple suit of sorts, like a skirt and a top, like a little hoodie. And mm-hmm. they dropped me off and drove away. I remember crying for hours. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why that memory lives in my head so vividly clear. But also, I think my favorite days were Sundays as a kid. My mom loved taking us to Wimpy. Coxad Wimpy is a very famous uh, Wimpy engine one-stop. So on oh, Sunday, wow. Okay. Yeah, she'd take us there and we would play on the jungle gyms. And that's one of my favorite memories. And I think mm-hmm. reading with my grandmother who taught me how to read. And funny enough, I was a seven-year-old and she was teaching me to read my cousin's uh, Shakespeare books. It was <laughs> <laughs> Go granny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, those are my favorite. Spending time with my grandmother, spending time with uh, my my family. Those are things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously the horrible one of being dropped off. <laughs> wow, that was the terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you had to write a memoir, why? What would it be called, and why? Ah! <laughs> oh wow! Um, oh my goodness! I've not thought of this. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> okay, I think um, maybe it forward or do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. That's a mm-hmm. long phrase, but it's just something my mom um, ingrained in my head. She literally indoctrinated it. Mm. She indoctrinated me. So I always try to live by that um, in every action that I take. I think if this were to be done to me, like how would I feel? And I just think I lead with um, empathy, um, compassion, and also consideration of the the next person. I think those... um, the lessons that I would uh, basically like to impart in the memoir. Or what did it be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm that, right. <laughs> I'm that culture, maybe empathy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I get the vibe. I get the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And which actress would you pick if, you, if a movie about your life had to be made? Which actress would you pick to play you? Hmm. Um, wow. I think, um, oh, there's this um, girl. I forgot her name. Oh, my God. <laughs> The Bold Type. Um, it's a series that plays on Netflix. And I just think she would uh, make a proper representation of me. And if, if those who have seen the bold type will sort of see her, she's a, a black girl, big curly hair. And mm -hmm. got, she has like the sweetest round face because I have a round face. I think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> the bold type. Okay, I'll look yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the bold type. It plays on, uh, on Netflix. So mm -hmm. I think she would be, I, I really resonate with, uh, With her on so many levels, like the way she looks and even her act, her the storyline of her life in the mm, mm. in the series, I think she would be the best pick for me. Is it a South African series? Ah uh, no, um, it's an American series. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's so much from South Africa on Netflix now, right? So there is. A, there is. It's so and nice. Such so good nice quality to see. content. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. so proud of our productions. Um, yeah. Uh, what's a good? Blood and Water being the best one. I'm just like, I'm, oh yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazes the quality of the, the the acting, the shooting, the um, mm -hmm. or videography. It's quite great. Yeah, we've come a long way. We have. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the waves that the wife is making online. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I just like no, but my thing with the wife is South Africans want. I will say they want you to be in power because there there's a person acting, doing something, or well, having sex. But then South Africans feel nothing about sharing people's revenge porn online and all of mm -hmm. those where mm -hmm. people in uniform will be having sex with where they're not supposed to be. But I'm like, you're able to share that freely, but you don't like the fact that someone is having sex on camera where they're getting paid and they are willing participant. <laughs> It's very, yeah. Mm. And in a context, right? Aren't they? Yeah. And, and in a context. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So ridiculous but uh, yeah we do have some conservative ideas about you know yeah it's like conservative but you're not <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so the it's the it's the forbidden that's appealing mm. yes definitely. <laughs> <laughs> i guess we're human yeah <laughs> but uh so how, uh, where can people buy the my cup Okay, you can buy the My Cup on our website, which is www.mycup.co.za or um, at um, Beauty on Tap. Beauty on Tap is also a black-owned um, business by... Um, Matebe Mudisa. Matebe, yes. I've actually Matebe. interviewed her on the, on the oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yes. We've worked well, quite uh, well over the past couple of years. I really mm -hmm. also buy from there. They've got like... You can literally spend all your money at Beauty on Tap. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm glad not to be at home. <laughs> yeah. So they've got quite a great service. So it's uh, beautyontap.co.za. And um, yeah, that's the two places where you can buy the uh, My Cup Menstrual Cup. And we're looking at um, expanding and into going into 
other platforms as well. Okay. So when I call you in six months' time, what can I expect? When you call me in six months' time, you can expect that my cup will be available on Take A Lot and uh, Faithful to Nature. Okay. So you're going online Yes, we're still going online, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's great. I mean, I think there's good uptake yes, um, yes. in South Africa of online shopping. Fantastic. So is there anything else that's burning inside of you that you want people to know about you and your journey? <laughs> um. Wow. Let me see. Let me think. What is burning inside of me? Um, I think... People need to know that business is fun when it's going great, but it also takes a lot of work, I think. Mm. Um, I mean, you would think social media content um, creation is easy. It is not easy. Nope. It takes a lot of time, a lot of planning, and a lot of commitment as well. And um, funny enough, I saw a random TikTok of an older woman saying, uh, suffer the pain of discipline or suffer the pain of regret. So that every time that rings in my head, I don't know right. why. Mm. Past two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's just been uh, um, keeping me um, busy for the past two weeks. Um, <laughs> my discipline, really. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay. <laughs> Wise words. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't unhear that. You know, it's like I okay. can't. And she literally there was no music, nothing. The video I think was like five seconds long and that's what <laughs> disappeared. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Better yeah. get working then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, what's your social media handle? Speaking of social media, so that um, people can follow you. Uh, my social media handle is um, I'm mostly active on um, Instagram at the moment and uh, mm-hmm. Twitter. So it's Zema Sokanile on Instagram, Z-E-M-A-S-O-K-N-Y-I-L-E um, on Instagram. And it's um, at Zema Sok on um, TikTok. Those are the two platforms that I'm currently active on. And the MyCup um, account on Twitter is at M-I-C-U-P underscore S-A at MyCup underscore S-A on both Fantastic. and um, Twitter. Great. Well, I can't wait to see where things go with you. It's a really, really an amazing uh, venture. And, uh, you know, of course, something close to my heart. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I wish you all the success. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the platform that you provided. And even um, hearing about me, um, I really do feel um, special. And I do feel like the work that I'm doing is being seen just by you um, even contacting me and wanting to have this station. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's all from me this week. As always, thank you for listening and engaging with Shades and Layers on Instagram. All the links for the women mentioned in our conversation and other resources are available in the show notes. So do check them out. And if you like the episode, spread the love, share with your friends and family. Thanks again. And until next time, please do take good care. <laughs>